Log Talk Radio. Changing minds one thought at a time. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Thursday Empowering Women Series call. It is a beautiful day today. How are you doing, Akina? I am great, Jessica. You know, every day that we get to empower women is a great day. Absolutely, and it is just absolute gorgeous weather. Where I am, at least I know that we are entering into our fall season. The leaves are starting to turn. You know, we have still some really great summer in the summer temperatures, and it's just a beautiful time of year. You know, I love the changing of seasons. I love change. I embrace change. I know you embrace change. We talk about that a lot. And really, you know, if you're on this call you're on this call because there's something about your life that you want to change, something you want to attract more of, whether it's more wealth, a better relationship, whether it's, you know, abundance in, in, in any area of your life. You know, that's why you're here, and that's why we bring people on the call. And tonight we're actually bringing someone on the call who's actually going to talk a little bit about change and what it takes to change your career, to really change your life. This person is a retired school teacher. And when she retired, she decided to change her life and become an entrepreneur. And, you know, that's a really difficult journey, and especially when you're ending a career at that part of your life. And, you know, there's challenges that come up when you're facing that type of life change. And we wanted to talk tonight about, you know, how to overcome those challenges. So it's really an honor that I bring one of my friends on the call tonight, Teresa Lovelace, to give us a little bit about what it's been like for her and her journey and to give us all some advice on how we can overcome challenges that may arise in our businesses or really changing our career. Well, welcome, Teresa, to the call. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, before we really get started, why don't you give our audience a little bit about your background, about, you know, what your life was like when you ended your career in teaching, what you were thinking, and and why you decided to to be an entrepreneur in the first place. Well, when I retired, I had in my mind I wanted to do something for teachers because that was what my life was about, you know, for the past 30 years. And I wanted to start a website for teachers and, you know, just provide them with resources and different things, you know, to help the students. But somewhere along the line, you know, it, it changed. I, I met someone who introduced me to something, and I just started thinking about, you know, the opportunity. And I just thought, you know what, let me try this, because I wasn't really doing anything at that particular moment. Things were still kind of swirling around. And I said, this looks like something I can I can do. So I decided to just go ahead and, and, and give it a go. And that's why I did it. I had not had any plans ever of being an entrepreneur, but now I am. You know, it's funny because I actually had the same thing. And we are all professional network marketers on the call. And, you know, it's one of those things where some people choose it and some people just fall into it. And mm-hmm. I just fell into it. And I know I kind of just dragged Akina into it um, <laughs> kind of by force, right, Akina? Akina, are you with us on the call? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Very good. Sorry, I hadn't heard you, so I wasn't sure. 
But, yeah, so we are all professional, you know, now professional network marketers. We're all entrepreneurs. And, you know, like you, Teresa, I hadn't planned it. And it's sometimes life just happens. And, you know, we are in our situation and we're comfortable, but maybe we're a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe we're comfortable being uncomfortable, right? There's something in our lives where we're not completely satisfied and fulfilled, but we're doing okay. And a lot of times we accept that okay, we accept that status quo, and we just think it's going to be normal, we think it's never going to change. And then an opportunity arises where we arises, excuse me, and we see this glimmer of hope, this glimmer of possibility, well, maybe it could be different. And we start mm-hmm. to ask ourselves, well, what if? You know, what if this could be different? What would my life look like? You know, what would my life look like if I was an entrepreneur and I was able to bring in an extra $100 a week, you know, $1,000 a week, $10,000 a week, what, you know, what difference would that make in my quality of life? And a lot of times, you know, for entrepreneurs to, to see that big brand picture of what the potential is, and certainly it's there, but it can be really difficult, right? And, and even for myself, you know, looking at my life and saying, okay, well, I'm going to make eight figures in network marketing, you know, that for me is a long way off. But right now when I, when I thought about network marketing, I said, okay, you know what, that may not be something I can manage and digest, but what I can manage and what I can digest is bringing in an extra couple hundred dollars a month and knowing that would make my life quality very different. And that's where I got started. Now, I know, Teresa, you had a similar journey. When you started off on this journey, I know you said there were some problems or that, that you encountered, some things that came up that almost took you off this course. So, you know, what were those things and how did you get get through them and get over them? Well, one of the things that that I encountered was the fact that, you know, in my previous career, I was the one that everybody came to for answers, for solutions. I was the one. I was a go-to person as a teacher and as an assistant principal. But when I came into network marketing, I didn't know anything. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. I was completely clueless. And so I had to learn how to, you know, be coachable. I had to learn how to have other people tell me what to do, the right way to do something. And that was, was like a, a, a big change for me, and I had to I had to overcome that. Um, another thing was the, the time management because, you know, having a job, I, you know, I, I would get up, I would go to work, I would come home, I did what I had to do. But people think that when you're working at home, you know, you have this, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But if you want to be successful with your business, you really do need to have some type of organized time schedule where you do do certain things. Otherwise, you end up doing nothing. And so I had to overcome that thinking, that mentality that I'm home now, I can do what I want, I can have my own hours, I don't have to get up now if I don't want to, I can watch TV between this task and that task, and it doesn't work that way. So I had to really get myself, you know, aligned to a schedule that would allow me to do the different things I need to do within the time frame of the day. Yeah, I love that you're talking about that. You know, it's so true. I mean, so many people, they say they want to work from home, but they don't really understand what that means. And, you know, you if you have a job, you get up, you do your work. You know, I hear people say all the time, and I've said this on the call before, that their main reason they want to be a network marketer and entrepreneur is they never want to set another alarm clock. Well, I mm-hmm. promise you this, that we set alarm clocks. Entrepreneurs set mm-hmm. alarm clocks. As a matter of fact, we actually get up probably earlier than people who are mm-hmm. working a typical job. 
and we probably put in more hours than people that are working a typical job, and we're a lot more productive. And I love how you're really talking about productivity. You know, Uh a lot of times people will think, okay, well, you know, I'm working full-time from home, so I can, you know, have an extra half hour on my cup of coffee. I could just do laundry during the day. Well, you're not Uh doing laundry when you're at work, right? So if you own a business, you really need to look at it and treat it as though it's a job. And mm-hmm. I always say, you know, it's it's network marketing. It's not net play market. It's not network, you know, net do nothing marketing. It's network marketing. Right, so right. it really is still a job. And whether or not it's network marketing or it's a traditional business, an online business, a coaching business, and Akeen and I have experience with all three of those things between us, you know, you really do need to take it seriously. And like you said, you need to set defined office hours. You need to, to know when you're working and schedule and plan and when your work hours are. You know, you don't just get up and say, well, what do I want to do today? If you get up and say, what do you want to do today? Well, you're, like you said, you're going to get absolutely nothing done. That's right. But I also want to go back to how you talked about your mindset needed to change and to be coachable. Akina and I can both really speak from this. I myself, when I'm you know, was when I entered into network marketing, you know, I had been in a career, in an education career. Actually, we are all we all came from the field of education, and I had been in a company for a long time, and I was doing delivering um, behavior services, and I had been in a position where I was supervising services and the delivery of services. So I was managing teams, and I was, you know, developing strategies. And then all of a sudden, like you, Teresa, I went from this position where I felt like at the time that I knew everything there was to know about it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I didn't, but I thought I did at the time. And I really, like you said, I needed to learn to be coachable. And that's one of the biggest things and most important skills to overcome is really mm-hmm. just the ego conversation of I don't really need help or support. You know, right. we all need to grow. And I always say that network marketing is really personal development disguised as a business. The extent mm-hmm. to which you wind up growing yourself, I think Jim Rohn said this, the extent you grow yourself is the extent you're going to grow your business. So it's right. really important to be coachable. Now, Akina, I know that you have also obviously came from the background of education. You also, um, you know, are a dean. You have a doctorate and Lord knows how many masters. Every time I speak to you, the number goes up about it. <laughs> but, you know, you have you obviously are a very, very um, powerful woman and very career-driven. And I know now you're a coach. And what was it like for you, you know, in that experience of learning to be coachable? Because I know... You know, the three the three of us in general, I don't think any one of us started off, you know, this open receptacle to learn. We wanted to coach people, never mind be right. coached. So, and coaches right. can be the hardest people to coach. So, Keena, what was that like for you in developing that mindset of being open to coaching? You know, I took it from the advantage of how would my, uh, the people that I'm coaching, how would they feel about the approach? And... All the things that I learned, I learned how to make sure that I was delivering quality. And how do I deliver quality? By being able to take in quality. The same way that I want my uh, coaching clients to be able to take in the information that uh, is being given and being able to process it so they can reach their why, their now, I had to do the same thing. And I had to look at it from how am I going to be able to serve them and I needed to be able to see and feel the things that they were going through. And that was the most important part that I really took out of being coachable because at the end of the day, if you don't understand what your clients are going through, how are you going to be able to be effective for them? And, you know, 
Teresa, what tips and strategies can you give our audience on how to be coachable? Well, you know, you have to think about your business and really how serious you are about being successful in your business because if you're just doing it as just something like a, a hobby, just something to do to kill time, then I don't think you can be coachable. I don't think you can be coached. If you're serious about, you know, your business, if you have that why that you're always thinking about that you should have, you know, posted up in your room and, and, and you're saying it and you're seeing it, your vision for it, if you really are serious about this business because you have a, a really serious why, then it, I think it comes naturally to be to be coached because you, you know you don't have all the answers. And there are people out there who do have answers. And you have to make that decision that you're going to listen to what these people say. So they've been there. They've done it. I don't think it's really too hard to, um, to, to get coachable once you get into this business and you really realize what you know, what you don't know. And I think a lot of it has to do with how serious you are about, about making it. That is wonderful, Teresa. You know, I think that when people really know their why, that is really going to truly affect them. Now, what do you uh, say to people who are looking for their why? Maybe they just know they want to start a business, but they don't really know why they want to start a business. What would you say to them? Well, I, I don't think they could really move forward until they until they know why. They They would have to think about what their life is like right now and what is it that would would make their life better. You know, you have to it's a thinking process. It's not something that if you if you don't know what you want right now, you have to really sit down and think about your life the way it is now and what would what would it take to make your life better? And it's not only you, it's it's also your family. Like what do you want for your family? If you're living your life right now where your family's we're just making it and, and, and your family, you know, they don't enjoy vacations and they don't get to do the things that other people do those are the beginnings of crafting your why. It's what it is that you and your family are going through right now and how it would make your life better. What would make your life better? What do you see, see envision for you and your family? So I think that's, yeah, that's I, I love part that. of it. Yeah. I love that. I think really finding your why is really the most crucial part when it comes down to it. And, you know, there are always going to be things that, you know, sacrifices when you're starting a business. There's always going to be things that you need to overcome. You know, in the beginning, when you first start off on a journey of any business, it's not always easy. You're not going to necessarily have the support from the people that you care about, people who think, who really truly care about you, but that might just really not understand what you're doing. And that's why it's so important that you remember why you got started. And at times, you know, you're going to get the results, and at times you may not get the results. And it's imperative that you really, really understand, you know, what your why is and and you get connected to it. So for me, you know, I have vision boards in my office. I have two vision boards in my office. I also hang up my running medals. So, you know, if you're listening to the call for the first time today, you may not know, but if you are not, you you know that I'm a runner, that I run marathons and ultra marathons and ultra marathon this this weekend. And my running medals are a big why for me because I love to run. I love to run races, and running races is very expensive. I mean, not only do I need to really just fuel my body with the best nutrition, but I need to, you know, pay for training and pay for recovery and pay for the gear, the running gear, and the races and travel to the races. And 
you know, the more that I income I bring in, the more I get to do those things. And it may sound selfish, but it's not to want something really great. I mean, it's not selfish at all. It's a fantastic thing to have dreams. And, you know, God created us to be happy, and he wants us to have everything that we want. And, you know, it's it's valid that a why is that you want to be able to do something fantastic for yourself and for your family. And when you really remember that, it, it's really important because when things get difficult, you, you look at that, you go back to it. And I really recommend that if you don't have a vision board, if you don't have things posted up, that you just post them everywhere in your house. You know, for me, no matter where I go in my house, I remember what my why is. And it's as simple as just, you know, when I'm at, on my refrigerator, you're just keeping pictures of races or pictures of, you know, people who I admire, fitness athletes that I admire. So when I go into my fridge and I decide at night, you know, at 1130 at night, do I really want to have that snack? I look mm. at those pictures. It help me, helps me remember my why, right? It's the same thing for my business. When I'm sitting at my desk, and I have to make that phone call that's hard, and I know it's not going to be pleasant, and I know, okay, this isn't going to be something I really want to do, but I look at my vision board, I look at those medals, I look at the things that are inspiring me, and I remember what my purpose is and why I'm sitting here, why I'm doing this, and it makes it that much easier. Well, I agree 100%. Yeah. Akina, I know that you're big on vision boards as well, and, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you use them? I don't know if it's different than how I use them. Well, I basically put them in categories, and um, I use the different words and the different pictures that symbolize what I'm going. Like on mine, I have a section called upward, uh, onward and upward, and those are the things that I see in the uh, distant future but not too far off where I can start working on them now. I have the ones that have the dream and the soar. Those are the ones that's go- that I'm working on right now that's going to elevate me to my next level. Then, of course, I have my aspirations and my wings, and those are the things that are giving me life, that's giving me air, that's, uh, that's what's really putting that inspiration in there. In other words, what y'all call the why. So I break it off into three different sections on my board there, and I really let really look at the sections, and I tried to put them where they were all flowing so that I could see them in a pattern so that I could um, start with what's giving me life, my why, and then go into what is what I'm working on right now, and then all the things I'm working on right now will catapult me into the things that I see in the distant future. And then that way I can see the progress. And then sometimes I even cross out some of the things that I don't need anymore because, you know, to show the progress of what I've been doing. So that's a lot of some of the ways that I use my vision board. How do you use your vision board, Teresa? Well, my vision board basically has um, a lot of inspirational quotes because I'm an inspirational person and I like quotes. And so I have a lot of quotes that inspire me to keep going, to just keep going. Sometimes I, and I use it, I keep it near my computer. So a lot of times I'm at my computer and there are days when things are not going as well as I would like them to get. And, you know, and I get a little, you know, a little discouraged sometimes. I'll just look at the vision board and it'll just remind me about why I'm doing what I'm doing. I just keep going. And so that's basically how I'm using mine. Yeah. Now, Teresa, if you were uh, working with someone, uh, a brand new network marketer, let's say, you know, what mm-hmm. would you tell them about, how to deal with the challenges 
I mean, I know we've talked about our why and, you know, maybe using our vision board, but what other things have you used that really catapulted you past those challenges and let you go to the next level? Well, the, the, one of the things that, and I didn't know this until I got involved with a system that I'm in, but you have to really kind of give up the idea of making money. You know, you have to really think about how you can help people. Once you once you just give up the, the not to say you're giving up the idea, you, you know, eventually you, you're going to make the money, but your primary goal is to help people. And once you start helping people, you know, people start to know you and trust you, and you 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 you, you, you get a following of people who, you know, read your work, they get up to date on, on your content, they message you for information. You know, once you get to that state, which is how I started, you know, it, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm on the right track. I don't know everything, but I know enough to pass that on to the next person who might be just coming up. And so I just basically would tell the person, you know, just focus on how you can help someone else, and the rewards will come later. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Because, yeah, in network marketing, there's a difference between desperation and inspiration. And mm-hmm. what happens is that when you're producing from the place where, I mean, and obviously when we're saying that you don't focus on money, that doesn't mean that you don't want to make money. And most mm-hmm. new people who join network marketing will make mm-hmm. money in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. it's that your your primary drive can't be around yourself. You know, and that's, right. the, that's the, the thing is that you're not going to focus on when you're talking to somebody, well, how can I add money into my income? You know, how can I add to my income? How can I add to my bank account? You focus on how can I add value to your life, their life, right. and know in abundance that you're taking care of for doing that. So it gets really that, and people can tell, you know, when you are calling someone because you're a, you're a network marketer, and that's the difference between someone who's kind of playing this as a game and someone who's serious and running a business. You know, if it gets to the end of the month and you're short paying your cell phone bill and you call all of a sudden your entire contact list because you need to enroll two people into your business to get that $50 commission to pay your cell phone bill, right, people will feel your desperation. They'll feel that you're not genuine, that you're not authentically mm-hmm. trying to support them and help them, and they're mm-hmm. not going to take your calls, or it's going to be like they're going to run from you, right? But right. if you are genuinely interested in adding value to people's lives, and you take yourself out of the equation knowing that you're going to be taken care of because you love your products, you know you love your, comp- your company, you love the industry, you know, that's a different thing, and that's when you're really coming from a place of inspiration versus that place of desperation. And, Teresa, I know that you're a coach as well, uh, and you coach other network marketers, correct? Yes. Very good. So, you know, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, you know, how would they be able to do that? Well, um, they can visit my website at uh, http colon forward slash forward slash Teresa M. Lovelace dot com. Um, they can also uh, connect with me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Teresa Candy Lovelace. And I, I can give my phone number. I give my email address. Can I do that? Yeah, of course. Okay, my email address is Terry, T-E-R-I, Lovelace at MSN dot com. And my phone number is 646 5733850 Very good. You know, we've talked a lot about about a lot on this call. If there was anything you can leave our audience tonight with, what would it be? 
just not to give up. I mean, if you're just be beginning into the network marketing industry, you know, just stick it out because you don't know how close you are. You know, you just have to keep going. Sometimes you're going to get those days you feel like you're not getting anywhere, but you got to keep going. Once you get in it, you have to just stick with it and just keep going. Eventually you're going to get what you want. That will be good. Well, Akina, is there anything that you want to add into the conversation before we wind up um, closing our call down for this evening? Oh, yes, yes. First off, I want to thank you so much, Teresa, for being on the call today. You've given us some great nuggets. Thank you. You're most welcome. And if something that Teresa said to you today resonated with you, please find our podcast on changeyourmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, and, of course, YouTube. Very good. Well, thank you again so much, Teresa. It was really a pleasure to have you on the call, and we really learned a lot tonight about, you know, how finding your purpose can really just support you when those challenges rise in your business. So it's really been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Had fun. Absolutely. So, you know, we always tell everyone who listens to our podcast, you know, we really are so thankful for allowing us to be part of your journey. You know, we love you, and thank you for trusting us. You know, God bless. Make it a really powerful week, and we'll be with you guys again on Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our traditional Sunday night call. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you. You too. And good night, everyone.